Welcome to series two of the How to Grow Our Parents podcast. I'm your host, Emily Anna, and I'm a mum, doula, and founder of the Mindful Birth Group. In series two of the podcast, we talk to experts who contribute to our antenatal, hypnobirthing, and postnatal course content and online parent hub. We aim to equip every parent with vital information that we know will positively impact their experience. We'll start each episode by asking our guests, why is it so important that parents know about this? We'll then dive into the key things that you need to know and share where you can find out more in-depth information to help you start your parenting journey on the front foot. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this episode. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast to help us reach more expectant parents with our supportive, inclusive and impartial content. Today I'm talking to Mel Pinay from Rapper Hug. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mel. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm okay. I'm very, very pregnant, but uh, I'm very excited to be talking to you. Oh, it's so I'm so glad that we could make it today. <laughs> little yeah. ones, just waiting a little bit longer. <laughs> um, so could you tell us a bit about yourself and Rapper Hug as well? So um, I am a baby rearing consultant. That is my job title. I uh, run a sling library called Rapper Hug Sling Library East London, and I'm based in East London. Um, and basically, I run consultations all day I see people all day uh supporting them on the baby rearing journey as well as running lots of other things uh to support local uh, parents um I basically most of my job is consultancy so I book in people and they come and see me either with their own sling or um if they want to learn new skills with their own slings, we can do that as well, such as learning how to back carry. But most people come with absolutely no idea about slings and we just pretty much start from scratch. So they tell me what their needs are, how old are their babies, what they're looking for. And then I guide in from there. So there's different types of consultation lengths. We choose from there and then we try slings on. I've got a massive library. I've got about 450 slings, um, which I store somehow in my two-bed flat. Uh, <laughs> most of the slings are on hire, so I don't see them very much. But um, And I just help them with everything. So it could be a premature baby. It could be twins. It could be carrying a three-year-old. It can be absolutely anything. Um, and I'm there to give them advice, to guide them, and they can hire slings from me when they come over, and they can use them for as long as they want. So basically, that's the idea. It's such an incredible service because, I mean, just the fact that you have 450 <laughs> slings, that there's that, that many variations, and I guess that's not just colours, is no, it? It's literally yeah. different variations. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's a minefield for a new parent um and so tell me why is it important for parents to know about this um perhaps in pregnancy or postnatally as well but you know you tell me what, what's important about it so there are loads of different types of slings out there there are loads and loads of different uh, brands so each type of sling will come as various different types of brands and some are more or less good in the sense that some are, may not actually be safe 
Some may not be suitable depending on uh, the age or the weight of the baby. And every body is different. So when it comes especially to buckle carriers, not it's not one size fits all. You've got to try before you buy. And I basically help parents stop making expensive mistakes. Uh, <laughs> so they come and try different brands and see what fit their body better, what fit their baby better and what functionality work better for them. Um, I think it's important to learn about slings, not just for comfort, but also for safety. So baby wearing carries a risk, just like using anything else, like a bouncer, a car seat, you have to learn the risks. And often people get uh, given slings by their friends and they don't come with safety information. So I'm here to show them how to use their slings safely, um, to make sure that everything is fine and they understand all of that. Um, but also to make sure that it's comfortable for them and the baby, which is very, very important as well. So, and so what, um, what is the benefit of doing, of, you know, knowing about baby wearing and, and understanding that it's an option for you? Why, why would I want to do that as an expectant parent? When they're very small, um, they're very confused when they come out. It's a very loud and bright world and the movements are different, the smells, the smells are different. So that's why we talk about the fourth trimester. And when we talk about the fourth trimester, it's pretty much trying to uh, recognize that the babies come out very immature and they need to be, um, they, all they want is the uterine environment for a little bit longer. So what a sling does, especially uh, a very soft sling like um, stretchy wraps, they reproduce this environment. So you've got the same movement. The baby can hear the same noises that they were hearing inside. So their ears pressed against the mother's chest. They can smell the same smells because the mother's chest smells like amniotic fluid for a while. Um, they feel nice and tight and warm. And for them, it's a very, very calming effect. So we're talking here about kangaroo care. So it's trying to reproduce what was going on inside. Um, so benefit of that, obviously, is that the baby might cry less in the sense that all their needs are met. They feel safe and supported. Um, but also it helps the parents um, see their feeding cues very quickly. So they can tell, oh, OK, my baby needs a feed now uh so it helps with responsive parenting in the sense that we respond to their needs very quickly by being able to see them all the time um and for them it's the only place they want to be they want to be held all the time and that's completely normal the more you fight it the harder you make your life <laughs> i'm expecting my third baby i can tell you this is definitely what happens um they are not born uh tiny adults so they're just very vulnerable. They just want uh, to be held all the time. And by using a sling, you're making your life easier in that sense. But it also helps bonding with the parent and the baby. It helps um, them with the circadian rhythm for sleep. It helps them for a million different things. And it also helps so if you are breastfeeding. It helps with uh, production of the hormones that then help with the production of the breastfeeding hormones and uh, production of milk as well can help with that. It can help with postnatal depression because it helps uh, release oxytocin. It helps with so, so many things, not just a practical thing for the parent, but for the baby as well. Um, 
it helped them feel safe. I mean, we could go on forever. And we will put your, um, you know, you've got some fantastic blogs and things as well. We'll put those links in so people can go and read. But it's just really great for people just to have an idea as to what baby, why why you might want to think about it. Because I don't think many people realise that, that it has lots of benefits for both parent and baby as well. Yeah. And for the parents, I mean, it doesn't stop there. You think practicalities, especially if you live in London like I do, it's just a nightmare going anywhere with a buggy on the tube, even on the bus. So that is very freeing. And it means that it's easier, especially for the mothers, if they feel a bit isolated, they can get on the bus or the tube and go anywhere to meet other people. But also for the other parent was the non-birthing parent helps them with the bonding and help with the baby as well and give um, the birthing parent a bit of a rest. But it's also also has other benefits such as, I mean, you can use it for feeding, whether you bottle feeding, breastfeeding, tube feeding, all of that. It can relieve your shoulders. It can make it a lot easier. And it also means that you don't have to sit down somewhere to feed your baby. You can do that in a sling. Um, it saves you a lot of money as well because if you look at the price of a new buggy, geez, I mean, it's very expensive. Um, a sling is very cheap. You can hire from your local sling library. Uh, it's a lot more eco-friendly. So this is one of the main reasons also why I do this is because it's very eco-friendly. It's, it produces a lot less plastic. And if you hire, you buy nothing. Um, and other carers as well can use slings, grandparents, nannies, all of that. So. Yeah, and can you wear your baby too much? No, you can't. It's not possible. <laughs> no. Um, I guess some parents might worry about, you know, having them in. You know how there's guidelines about not being in the car seat for too long? Yeah. There's not, that doesn't count, does it, for baby wearing? So, no, it doesn't because so the thing with the car seat is because chin and chest are touching, then uh, it reduces the airflow and it can obstruct the airway. So this is why with car seats now, it wasn't in the past, but it's more recommended um, to stop very often. And you can get cases that lie down as well. With mm-hmm. sling, as long as you respect safety, and this is something that I explained to parents, and all new things come with a safety leaflet, it shows how to make sure teenagers don't touch. And this way, it's a lot safer, and then the airways are clear, and you're reducing uh, risks as well so but there's no time limit the only time limit there is when it comes to baby wearing is if you want to carry your baby facing the world which you can do from about five months it's recommended 20 to 30 minutes for lots of different reasons apart from that it's fine many cultures carry their baby all day long and i think in our culture oh baby must be in the in the buggy, like, uh, you can't spoil the baby. It's not possible. And that's interesting, the point about the facing outwards. So definitely that's a question. I think once once babies are kind of able to hold their heads up and things, which is generally earlier than five months, people might be tempted to face them out. So what's the, the kind of thoughts and guidance on that? So there's a lot of um different school of sorts when it comes to that there are people who believe it should never be done there are people who uh very much encourage it it's it's everything is always up to the parent okay so that is my first piece of advice is like you're the parent you make the decision i would say don't follow what other people do you just make your own mind up um 
So when it comes to facing out, it's not something that has to be done. And it's a bit of a myth that the baby can't see anything if they're facing you. They can see perfectly fine. You can do different tricks to help them have a little bit more visibility and decide your parents. One arm in or two arms out of the sling, hip carrying. There's lots of things like that that can be done. Um, facing out. It's not until five months and it's only for a short amount of time, 20 to 30 minutes. And it can only be done with buckle carriers that offer facing out. So you can't just take anything and turn the baby around. Um, in terms of the positioning, it's not like massively ergonomic. So <laughs> it's just something to bear in mind. That's why also we just uh, do it for a short amount of times because the legs hang a bit more and there's a bit of pressure on the back as well. Also for the parents, all the weight shifts forward, so sometimes it's a bit harder. In terms of mm -hmm. safety, we don't let baby fall asleep like that because teenagers will touch. And babies can become overstimulated very quickly. So again, short amount of time, if they cry, you turn them around. And there's a few other considerations, like the weather. I mean, if it's <laughs> tipping it down or snowing, it might not, or you want to shield your baby a little bit. Um, so it's up to you whether you want to do it or not, but you need to factor this in before you go off and buy a carrier because yeah. carriers are quite expensive. And if you get one and it doesn't face out, then you can't use it facing out. But there's mm -hmm. other options, obviously. Yeah. And this is obviously something you can go through with people or they can ask, um, yeah, experts about that. So I've got what about this as well on my website. So like, yeah. Yeah. Your website is incredible for information. So I'll definitely be adding that. And your consultations are so reasonable as well. And that the pricing of the um, renting of the wraps incredible. Um, so what about um, post cesarean abdominal birth? How how soon can someone wear their baby? So this is something that a lot of women are concerned with and often the health practitioners give them uh, false information. You can carry baby as soon as you want. You There's no time you have to wait. You don't have to wait for your six weeks check or anything like this. Uh, it depends on you. And again, Baby rings personal, you need to listen to your body and see how you feel. Uh, what I don't recommend is going for a massive carrier with a massive waist belt, but in all pure honesty, they don't really fit newborns anyway. So what I show uh, the parent is like softer things, slings, or slings that involve no waist belt or nothing around uh, the lower back. So things like close caboose or ring sling work quite well, or stretch wrap tied quite high up. Um, everybody's different so everybody's got a different experience what can sometimes happen is that the mothers feel some pressure on the scar area because the weight of the baby is pressing on the deep tummy muscle that have been separated so to avoid this I show them how to carry what we call off center so a little bit to the side or experiment with different type of tying techniques or different types of slings and see how they feel. It's actually safer to carry your baby in a sling than in arms, especially after C-section, because you might feel really like lightheaded, might have mm -hmm. lost a lot of blood. Um, because if something happens, the baby is safe in the sling. And yeah. it's a lot easier on the body as well, because when your baby's born, you do a lot of putting them down, picking them up, changing nappy, going up and down. And all of that puts a lot of pressure on the scar area. So having your baby in a sling can really help that. So, yeah, that's really not what a lot of people. <laughs> 
because you think you shouldn't put any pressure on that area but yeah like you say it's finding how you feel about it and again that's why we're going to somewhere that's got availability of different ones to try is probably quite helpful yeah but would you say perhaps the, the softer wrap ones are something that someone could pick up um ahead of there if they're having a planned cesarean for example yes absolutely um, yeah i would say it's always a good option or close kaboo or ring sling um you don't ever wear a carrier on your hips anyway so you wouldn't wear a waist belt on your scar area um because we never wear waist belts on our hips it, it is a waist belt i mean the, the clue is in the name uh, <laughs> so but sometimes how we tighten it can then put pressure um, on the scar area. I would say, yes, pick up, but I would say also always get support. I mean, my answer is always get support. Go to the sling library. We love our job. We love helping you. Wherever you live in a country, <laughs> go and try it out before you have your baby and then see how you feel once your baby is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. And um, what what do you say to people who, it, once they've got their carrier and they found one that feels comfortable for them, but then their baby just cries and they say, oh, they hate the, the carrier. What? How do you support those people? So there's loads of reasons why babies cry in sling. Again, I've got blogs, so if you want to go and read that. And then there's loads of tips on there. Um, it's often nothing to do with the sling in reality, uh, unless the sling is put on very loosely and the baby feels like they're going to fall out it's always something else so depending on the age we have different reactions when they're newborn if um you need to always respect the hip opening basically and if you use quite a bulky carrier you might have to open the hips open to fit the baby in which means that it is not suitable okay um and that can bother some babies some carriers are so structured and bulky that the back is very straight and that can be uncomfortable for the baby so i always recommend people go for things that are quite soft and moldable um and respect the natural curvature of the spine which should be c-shaped curve when they're born um reasons why babies may cry so a few of them uh if they are breastfed they can smell the milk and you're not feeding them and they're like what on earth are you doing same thing as me putting chocolate under you know saying no you're not having it um so to go around as to feed baby before or feed baby in a sling um it could be the parents are very anxious and this i see a lot and i still it's normal uh but if you're very very anxious and you start to feel very stressed the baby can pick up on that they're very sensitive so they will start to cry um it could be that they have a wet nappy or dirty nappy it could be that they have some gas and sometimes they don't like to be in a sling when they want to let the gas out um it could be anything when they are newborn like they don't like to be overstimulated so they don't like to be moved from one place to another all the time or it could be you're not moving enough so like (laughs) keep rocking keep moving when they're a little bit older around three four months that's when you see a shift because their vision improves at this point and if you have something that restricts visibility they can get a little bit annoyed so we can work with the sling the parent has and then look at technique to offer more visibility or look at something different um but when they start to get good head control and they can suddenly see stuff, well, they want to see stuff. So, you know, you got to help them. They're constantly developing. Um, so that could be happening. Uh, and then when they're older, sometimes when they start to crawl, 
they just want to be a bit more independent, so they might be a bit annoyed being constricted. This is the point again. You can look at different positioning, different slings. There's a million different reasons why a baby might cry, uh, and it's never it's really rarely a massive problem. Sometimes it is a medical problem. So that's when I would tell people, go see a medical professional. It could be something with their stomach. Uh, sometimes we see a, a cow's milk protein allergy, uh, which uh, makes them very uncomfortable. And so they don't like anything pressed on the stomach, but then you can look at alternative positioning, like sitting sideways and stuff like that. There's, always a solution pretty much it's very rare that um there's nothing that works and my biggest advice to not give up and just get get some supports yeah and that's the thing I think people do kind of think oh it's the sling and that's it but um there's usually something else isn't there that's going on and temperature as well if they're kind of too hot or too cold so what um what would you say is the kind of rule of thumb with layers on a baby. So with um, layers, it's always a tricky one. So that takes part a little bit of learning and trial by error. So the one thing with slings is that we recommend no pram suit or no snowsuit in slings because they are too hot. Babies can overheat even if it's very, very cold. You don't need uh, something so thick. The other issues is that because they are so thick, you can't uh, tighten enough and therefore it's not safe, especially with small babies. Um, also, the thing with snowsuits is that when you crunch them up, uh, they actually stop insulating. So they might actually, the baby might get cold. Um, it's, it's about learning how to layer. So and this depends on many things, how many layers your sling has. So like a stretcher wrap is three layers. A buckle carriers with mesh is one light layer. Um, and the best thing is just to put different layers on and you can see how your baby's doing. Remember that small babies cannot thermoregulate, which means that they can't... Uh, keep themselves warm but when the parent has close contact with the baby they adapt their temperature to the baby um what's very important is to keep the head and the feet warm uh because that's what's the most exposed and then what i said to your parents is just you wear minimum layers like a t-shirt long sleeve t-shirt anything that's easily accessible if you're accessible to the breast if you're breastfeeding uh, and then like large cardigan you can put zip extensions on your coats there's lots of, lots of different things. In the summer, it's a different story. Uh, it depends how hot it gets. So um, You can get lightweight slings, so like very thin stretchy wraps. You can get mesh carriers, muslin rig slings. There's lots of different options, and the baby can be in just a nappy when it's very hot, and then you need to shield them from the sun as much as possible. But, yeah, it takes a little bit of learning, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I think everything you said is, you know, it's learning a new skill, it's finding out what works for you. And then but once you've mastered it, that first part, then it's such a it's like driving, isn't it? You just do it each day and it becomes part of your habit. And yeah, yeah, the baby kind of gets used to it and and you get used to it. So it's a it's a skill worth mastering if you're interested in, in baby wearing and the benefits of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I find wool is a really great fiber because it's very breathable. And it's not too hot, and you can always take layers off. You can uh, clip a coat over 
baby coat of uh, your buckle carry or stuff like that. There's always a trick. Depends a little bit how fashion conscious you are. <laughs> you have to get the basics, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we have your amazing videos on our parent hub for everyone who's taking a course with us. So you, you take people through, you know, the, the most popular <laughs> carriers, don't you? Um, and, of course, you've got your consultations, which people can book with you on your website, and we'll add that uh, link to the show notes. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Mel. I am really happy we got to speak to you today, and I'm wishing you all of the very best for your upcoming birth. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> thank you for having me on your podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I would so appreciate it if you would spend a moment rating and reviewing it. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the show to keep up to date with future episodes too.